This episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary is dedicated to Tibby, my mother-in-law Kim's fluffy white cat, who passed away only a few hours ago. We ask that you hold him in the light as he begins his new journey and all the wonderful places it will take him. If you want to learn more about Tibby, please visit Kim's Instagram page at Cinco2103. Now please enjoy the episode. Podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the corpulescent and contradictory Brent. <laughs> thank you, thank you. We're gonna go through the alphabet, I'm assuming, with this one. So it's like B, C. Yeah, that's what, yeah, <laughs> you know, we've been doing a lot of Bs. Because, you know, be very I like confusing. the alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. The X ray and exasperating <laughs> Brent. That's, yes. I'm gonna have to write those down. Um, only one of those is an X word. You're also definitely not a corpulent person. Right. That's definitely, yeah. that's part of the, contra- that's why I threw contradictory in there. <laughs> um, cause you are not, you are not that and that at the same time. Good. It's weird. I don't know how that works. Well, happy Mother's Day to you, Dylan. Oh yeah, it is Mother's yeah. to me. Actually, not to you. You're not a mother. Yet. Yeah. I am not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I have something to tell you. With the way these millennials are rewriting the gender yeah. norms, who knows what could happen? Oh boy. Ugh. <laughs> I remember back in the day where men were men and men weren't mothers. What was that movie with the uh, pregnant man? Um, that was fun. Oh, uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That's, what was that oh. called? I, but I'm going to have to look for that when I'm watching. Uh, Mr. Mom? Mr. Mom? That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it could be. That's, you know, it's kind of on the nose, title I'm going to watch that just in celebration of Mother's Day. Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger did a lot of those weird, because there was also twins. Yeah. Twins with Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah, where he's like the superior genetic. It's really about eugenics. That's really yeah, what that movie's basically. about. Danny DeVito <laughs> should have been cold. Well, anyway, what are we talking about? So what are we talking about today? So the first thing I'm going to talk about is that I found out recently that my sister-in-law, Bun, she just got her last MRI, and she is tumor-free! That's awesome. It is so good. So good news. Such good news. It's been, yeah, it's been a rough you know, six months or so, but looks like, you know, everything's gone. We, cause she got the MRI on Monday and they said, um, you know, we don't want to be, you know, I'm just one doctor and we have a whole board of doctors who look at these kind of things, but it right. looks pretty good. And then I think it was Thursday, Thursday or Friday. can't remember now where it was official that, yeah, basically it's out of there. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. They're still going to do a little bit of chemo just to be on the safe side of things. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be lightweight. Good. I think it's like five days every month. Oh, good. Yeah. So not too bad. Yeah. So that Good. has been a relief and it shows the power of the uh, medical establishment and big pharma. Yep. Um, they're yep. getting things done, getting people well. Yeah. Um, she didn't, t- she didn't need one enema, <laughs> um, you know, yep. didn't eat, didn't No sharks were harmed. No. You know, in the process of her healing. So it's been good, you know. That's really good. Just chemo, radiation and surgery. That's all she needed. But we're talking about, you know, we're, we've been talking about mothers. We've been talking about a sister-in-law. Today, we're talking about another lady, and I think the first lady of our podcast, yeah, if I'm right. I was going to ask we you. We are talking yeah. about Hulda Clark, uh-huh. an entire episode about this one lady. That is how 
big this is. This is the first lady, right? So she's like breaking the glass ceiling. All right. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. You know, it's and it's a good analogy um, because her activities were as helpful as showering her victims in a sea of broken glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so. That's I think. True. I think the. I think that's a perfect analogy, <laughs> but. You know, we were looking at all the different, you know, quacks and cranks we've covered. And, you know, we have people who are hypocrites. Uh, we have people who um, they break the law and they get into legal trouble. We have strange devices. We have people going to Mexico. We have weird cures. And Holda Clark has all of it, all of it and above. And so we felt we have to do our final episode on cancer quackery. We've got to end with Holda Clark. Yeah. All right. So who is this lady and what? kind of education are we talking about? Her full name, Holda Redger Clark, I believe is how you pronounce it, um, 1928 to 2009, so a good long life of harming people. That's always that's always pleasant. That's great. She claimed to cure many diseases, not just cancer, um, including AIDS. Yeah, of course. And this was based on her work as a, quote, independent research scientist. She was so independent, in fact, that none of this work was conducted in a university or a recognized private laboratory. Because you can't let proper scientific practice get in the way of groundbreaking independent research. <laughs> yeah, plus it's so unoriginal to go the traditional medicine route. She was edgy, like a real hipster, you know? Yeah, she was a millennial before her time. Yeah, you know? she's a visionary. She was an ironic scientist. You know, like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I felt inspired reading about Clark because I think we can, you know, I think we can officially say you and I, we're independent researchers. Yes. You know, take that academic establishment. We don't need you telling us <laughs> the truth about, oh, oh, that's not actually how cancer works. Yeah, exactly. You don't actually know how to read scientific studies, whatever. <laughs> we don't need them. We have microphones yep. and we have the internet. And that's all we need. <laughs> All right, so what kind of education does Clark have? So Clark not only has a BA and an MA from the accredited University of Saskatchewan, yes, an accredited university. Ah. She even has a PhD in zoology from another accredited university, the University of Minnesota. Huh. Her dissertation was titled, A Study of the Ion Balance of Crayfish Muscle, Evidence for Two Compartments of Cellular Potassium. Ah, totally relevant for cancer in humans. Yeah, I mean, it's just one-to-one. -one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. crayfish muscles, yeah. liver flukes. I mean, I'm, I'm spoiling a little <laughs> bit. But, you know, hey, so far, so legit. You know, she's got a legitimate PhD. That's pretty cool. I don't have one of those. But I'm a little hesitant. Um, we should be on our toes because we've already talked about another guy with a zoology PhD who didn't do so good. So, you know, I think we should be on, we should be on the defensive here. You know, we yeah, should be careful. Maybe Clark actually just thinks that she lives among crayfish. Like where we see human beings, she sees crayfish. Yeah, that could be. So it's like in the cartoons when, you know, whenever like a cartoon is hungry, they see the other cartoon is like, yes, you know, like a steak or a lamb right, chop. Like she a... just sees everyone as crayfish. Yep. And so she has, so severe <laughs> schizophrenia, I guess, is really the <laughs> yeah, diagnosis. Really. So help. she's not, a crank. She's just really <laughs> sick and needs yeah. our love and support. Right. Um, you know, at that point. But so she's got all these legitimate degrees. But I think, you know, she recognized that all this legitimacy was going to put a dent into her future career, preying on the hopes and desperations of cancer victims. Right. You know, because in order to play that game, you got to have some spice. And so she decided to get a naturopathic degree from the Clayton College of Natural Health. <laughs> In case you were wondering, the Clayton College of Natural Health uh, has never been accredited by any accrediting body ever at any time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I have a fun fact here, actually. I attended a non-accredited school um, right out of high school. 
Oh. That's right. I wasted two full years of my prime at a Bible college. Did you eat the Bible? Is that Was that part of it? Oh, eat it. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, we got to eat it. I mean, it's just went, that was the first thing we did is blend it, eat it. Yep. I paid off the useless debt and moved on to being a minister. I, no, I did not move on. I'm not a minister. I oh. forgot to tell you, Dylan. I have a secret thing. I'm actually oh, a minister. Oh, man. What a twist that would have been. <laughs> Boom. I'm leading a church. Yeah, that would have been a really good thing. <laughs> no, I am not a minister. I'm not even a Christian anymore. But you know what? I learned my lesson. But, uh, you know, don't listen to your small town youth pastor right out of high school. Just be like, hey, you know what? You were training to be a minister? That's like basically everybody in the Bible school was either going to be some kind of like either missionary or like pastor or uh, youth pastor, I guess. I don't know. Sunday school, I don't know, Sunday school teachers. They just ran up. Sunday school teachers are not trained. Let's just, you know, get that wrapped up. So no accountants were coming out of that school, I guess you're saying. No. Right. Right. Exactly. Yep. Learned. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Just took me two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> Total waste. But anyway, yeah. that's some fun times. So. You learned. That's what matters. Live and learn. Yeah. So the Clayton College, uh, they were shut down in 2010 after being sued by over 14,000 former students who Jesus. won a $2.31 million settlement. Huh. Sounds like another university. Uh, yeah, another. Uh, huh. Who is that? That's one? what college was. I feel I, there was a name. I don't remember it. Somebody. I don't remember the name. No, I don't. Eh, eh, Let's move on. (laughs) You know, so I guess these students, you know, I guess what they say about distance education, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, that was they offered correspondence classes and things like that. You know, I guess when they say uh, distance education, they're talking about the distance between a Clayton degree and any kind of useful knowledge or success. I think that's really (laughs) that's where the distance comes in. Yeah, it gets further away. You know, usually a degree, it should bring you closer, but no, it, it does the yeah, opposite. Nope. It pushes it back. <laughs> Just say no to success. Say no to having knowledge. Just right. Push yeah, it away. Get it out of there. Come on. Get out of Yep. I don't want to see it. So what did Clark have to do to get this naturopathy doctorate? You know, I, I imagine a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in a PhD program, a lot of work. People put a lot of blood and sweat yeah. into getting those degrees. She put in about 100 hours and 695 bucks. Jeez. <laughs> So that's Quite an investment. Yeah, that's that's you know like I I would say it's like a month's electric bill and living in Las Vegas in the summer. Got it. That's oh how I god, it. yeah. <laughs> that's, Man, that's a real. Up. That's I mean now now that you put it that way, that is a serious investment. <laughs> Can you imagine not having AC? Oh my god. Yeah, no. One hundred seventeen degrees outside, and I'm reading about herbs, <laughs> learning a lot. And, you know, there's that phrase about mastery, about how it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert or become a master at something. So I guess that means she's only one one hundredth a naturopath master, which is, you know, it's kind of disappointing. That's lame, really, truly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all she's got. So what causes cancer? Ooh, I, I don't know. She'll tell you. So according to Clark, it's parasites, toxins, and pollutants. Yeah, they cause every cancer ever. They do, ever. So Clark said that killing these parasites and purging the body of these environmental chemicals would cure cancer as well as many other diseases. It's that simple. Doctoring isn't that hard, you know? In one of her presentations, Clark said that every disease was caused by a combination of both parasite and pollutant. So what's the cause of cancer? PP. I just picture a scientist looking through a microscope and seeing a parasite riding a pollutant like a horse. Is that how microbiology works? I don't know. I actually imagine it was like a Kling riding the bomb in Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yeah. Just the parasite, you know, like holding its, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, holding its cowboy hat over its head while they, you know, dive bombed into a liver or a pancreas. <laughs> yeah. 
So the parasite is a flatworm called, and I'm going to try and say this, I don't know why, Fasciolopus buski. That sounds right. I think, I think yeah. It might be right. Yeah. I think Based on my intuition right. about how we should pronounce that word, <laughs> I'm going to say you but, pronounce it correctly. <laughs> I, you know, it's spelled F-A-S-C-I-O-L-O-P-S-I-S and then space B-U-S-K-I, but she misspelled it constantly as F-A-C-I-O-L-O-P-S-I-S and then B-U-S-K-I-I. Constantly throw, misspelled throw another it. I in there. Constantly. Every time. So she missed her calling. She should have been the first president who uses Twitter too much. Oh, yeah. There was that president who tweeted um, incorrect spellings and such. You know, when I think when you mention that, I think, you know, you know, she should have, you know, I think I would have been good at her marketing department. You know, I think, you know, she could have said the key to treating cancer is you got to grab it by the booski. I mean, (laughs) booski with one eye. Excuse me. You know, that's, you know, that's that's really what she's saying. So it's it's coming together. It's coming together. I could see I could see how they're related. So there was a one small problem with this whole parasite thing. The flatworm isn't native to the United States or Europe, but mostly only in parts of China, Vietnam, India, and other East Asian countries. So mostly only found in rural areas where people are eating unboiled food with water, plants, or where humans and pigs live side by side. Oh, sounds like a nice society, minus being riddled with parasitic flatworm part. Right? Yeah, nice society, living with pigs, eating unboiled plants. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, humans living in peace. Yeah, that is kind of nice. All right. (laughs) I'll give you that. I'd love to live with a bunch of pigs. Yeah. So her book was titled The Cure for All Cancers. Wow, that she literally wrote the book on curing cancer. All cancers, though, not just cancer or every other cancer, but all all cancers. (laughs) Get a list. All the cancers possible. She cures all of them. (laughs) So here's a passage from her book. All cancers are alike. They are all caused by a parasite, a single parasite. It is the human intestinal fluke. And if you kill this parasite, the cancer stops immediately. The tissue becomes normal again. In order to get cancer, you must have this parasite. So does that mean that only humans get cancer? If it's caused by a human intestinal fluke, or maybe it started with humans and then we gave it to all the other animals and they're like (laughs) mega pissed about it. It's like, so, like, uh, let me get this straight. You cut down the rainforest where we live. You're putting a bunch of shit in our water. And now you're giving us cancer. Like, is that? Yep. God. Bunch of and dicks the, we are. Such dicks. And on the sixth day, God created the cancer parasite. What the fuck? Why? Why? Well, you know. Well, you know. Mix it you up. You gotta keep it fun. Mix it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> God loves mixing it up. <laughs> so the parasite typically lives in the intestine where it might do little harm, causing only colitis. Only what is colitis? I don't know. I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna do right a. Qu- I'm gonna do a yeah, quick colitis okay. googling. If we're gonna say only colitis, <laughs> let's do this real time. Uh, colitis is an inflammation of the colon. Colitis may be acute and self-limited or long-term. It broadly fits into the category of digestive diseases. That tells me nothing. <laughs> Come on, give me the fun stuff. Or right, this woman. This woman looks real sad about it. Okay. Um. <laughs> There's this, if you Google colitis, like sometimes you get those like Mayo Clinic pictures where it's like the drawing oh, of someone yeah. with the disease. Right. And it's like a woman with like long gray hair and she's kind of like, ugh. And then it's just like, a picture I, of I a colon colitis. that you could see. Oh, okay. And it's got ulcerations in there. Oh, okay. So not good. So the joke works. It's not good. Yeah, it's not good. If someone told me I only had colitis. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. take out that only word. Okay. Your joke has been officially approved. By the None Dare Call It Ordinary Oversight Committee. 
consisting of only me. Okay, you've got it and checked. It's mostly just an all-around bad parasite then. Got it. Okay. But if it invades a different organ, like the uterus, kidneys, or liver, it does a great deal of harm. Uh, So I guess there's no such thing then as intestinal cancer. Yeah. Because it only, it's got to go to different parts to be cancer causing. You know, I would make a joke here that the, there's something special about the intestine. It's made out of, you know, cytotoxic stuff. It's made out of radiation. But, you know, I I would make that joke, but only a big farmer shill would find that funny. (laughs) Yeah. All the Clarks and and all the, you know, the cranks and quacks of the world, they're going to see right through that humor. That's so true. And they're going to see it as the propaganda that it truly is. Right, and it is. So this is, again, a situation where we need people in a tiny ship to be shrunk down and injected in the body. They would act like little diplomats and try to convince these little parasites that it doesn't want to invade the uterus or liver or kidneys, but instead take over the colon. I mean, it's, you know, it's a great place to inhabit. All sorts of fun little tubes, creases for nesting. Micro diplomacy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and if micro diplomacy doesn't work, you know, you give these flukes micro flukes of their very own. Ah. You give them a taste of their own medicine. <laughs> it's like smallpox blankets, but for flukes. The flukes all the way down. Just keep. Uh, flukes all the way down. <laughs> if it establishes itself in the liver, it causes cancer. It only establishes itself in the liver of some people. These people have propyl alcohol in their body. All cancer patients, 100%, have both propel alcohol and the intestinal fluke in their livers. God. You know, also, propyl alcohol is rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Which is gross as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and I would not want it inside my body. Oh, God, no. Um, but I imagine if you were a real severe alcoholic, mm-hmm. you would love having this little guy up in your liver getting you drunk for free. Yeah. You know, you just fill the propyl alcohol. You don't even have to go to jail. You know, you don't have to go to the store anymore. Right. And buy six packs. You're just, you're good to go. Yeah. You got a little brewery inside your belly. <laughs> You know, Clark, I think you're connecting dots where there are none. It's just a fluke. Just a fluke. (laughs) It had to be said at some point. I was waiting for it. Yep. The solvent rubbing alcohol is responsible for letting the fluke itself in in the liver. Okay. In order to get cancer, you must have both the parasite and the rubbing alcohol in your body. Sure. That's why people really need to stop eating their cosmetics and cleaning products. Because that's pretty much what that is. Yeah. That's all that's in there. I also, I love the choice of language here. So it's responsible. It lets it establish itself. Like it makes the propyl alcohol sound like a landlord of the liver. It's like, yeah, you know, I got to do a credit check, you know, make sure you haven't been to jail. But otherwise, yeah, you can hang out here. That's cool with me. That's what it would sound like, the voice. I like it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's my rubbing alcohol voice. When I ever look at a bottle of rubbing alcohol, hey, let me clean your toilet. Like, Dylan, what are you doing in there? Just like. Hey, what are you doing? Just cleaning. I'm talking oh. to the cleaning products! <laughs> oh, God. Clark claims that this adult liver fluke stays stuck to our intestine or liver, causing cancer, and or the uterus, causing endometriosis, or thymus, causing AIDS, or kidney, causing Hodgkin's disease. So, you may be wondering, what about the pancreas, right? Well, we, we got you covered. So, for the pancreas, you get diabetes! Yep. For the brain, you get Alzheimer's disease. Oh, sounds good. For the prostate, you get prostasis? Yeah, it's good enough. Eh, right. You know, there's a lot of prizes in the fluke lottery, and I don't want any of them. <laughs> it's really, this is why, this fluke is, I'm almost impressed. Yeah. With how much stuff this fluke can do. I can barely get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. This fluke is causing AIDS, Alzheimer's, yeah. cancer, <laughs> endometriosis, Hodgkin's disease. Good Lord. Good Lord. So as soon as there are adult flukes in the liver, orthophosotyro, fuck me, I should really, <laughs> just don't care. No. <laughs> orthophosphotyrosine, 
a growth factor will appear. Okay. These growth factors make cells divide. Now you have cancer. Congratulations. Good job. Yeah. Having propyl alcohol in your body allows the fluke to develop outside of the intestines. So that's fine. Liver cancer is the real cancer. That's yeah, kind of the I... main... That's the big pop of cancer. I suggest, yeah, I'm getting Liver tumors, I would imagine they're real annoying at cancer parties because, you know, they're oh, yeah. like, you know, they're calling all the other cancers posers. <laughs> they're lording over their real cancer status <laughs> against all the other, you know, wannabes. God, just aggravating. All right, so we know for certain what causes cancer. So how do we get rid of it? How do we get cured? Clark says, you got to do three things. Got to kill the parasite. You got to get the rubbing alcohol out of there. And then you got to flush out all the metals and toxins because, you know, what's a natural cure without, you know, talking about metals and toxins. (laughs) So you got to do those three things. So how do we do it? What does Clark say about how we do it? So first, how do we get rid of the parasite? Luckily, you know, Clark has her own special herbal blend, which will get this fluke out of you. That's nice. It's a blend of black walnut hulls, wormwood, and common cloves. And she says that these, this combination kills over 100 parasites. Okay. And she adds just a touch of ornithine and arginine to improve the mixture. So the secret to curing cancer is just a really delicious Christmas spice cake. <laughs> That's kind of the secret. Yeah. Uh, she really should have got it together with the Iskador folks for a lovely Christmas-themed uh, cancer party. Yes. Yeah. Mistletoe everywhere. Throw in a little mistletoe extract into the spice cake. Make everybody real happy. <laughs> Maybe some shark fin appetizers. Yes. Ooh, I like that. And who would have ever thought that the Christmas song that goes, chestnuts roasting on an open fire, Jack Frost nipping at your nose, was really just ingredients to cancer cure. Yeah, that's <laughs> every song. Every song is a hidden message. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, but I also like thinking about, you know, this Christmas themed cancer party we got going on. I was thinking about the Revelations episode um, when the rivers and streams turned into woodwork, wormwood. Um, and, <laughs> Good times. you know, they might have died drinking the river and streams, but they didn't die of cancer, you know, and they got yes. all those parasites out of there. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You got to look at yeah. the silver lining of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. You do. All right, so we got this anti, anti-parasite blend, and this blend will kill the cancer-causing fluke in five days. And then it should get rid of all the rest of the parasites in another two weeks or so. Um, so these other parasites are just way tougher. That liver fluke, it just, it goes, yeah. just the first sight of a walnut, it just goes <laughs> into hiding. That's all it takes. Ugh, yep. And also, you know, we talked about all those other parasites. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but it turns out that you're probably filled with dozens of parasites. <laughs> Maybe don't think about that too much. That's a lot. You know, I uh, it grosses me out, I have to admit. Yeah. And that's it. Five days after taking this herbal blend, you're cured. All right. It doesn't matter what stage cancer, what type, you're done. That's it. <laughs> and now, you know, you can cancel all those appointments for surgery, Good. radiation, or chemo. Good. You know, what's the point? You have a date with a spice cake from the gods. <laughs> that's some damn fine spice cake. But, you know, what does Clark have to say about those doctors that you originally had appointments with? We've heard a lot of negative things from a lot of these quacks, but Clark actually doesn't have, you know, the real hardcore, like, evil doctor conspiracy theory going. Mm -hmm. You know, she actually has something relatively nice to say. She says, remember that oncologists are kind, sensitive, compassionate people. They want the best for you. They have no way of knowing about the true cause and cure of cancer since it has not been published for them. Oh. Yeah, so they're not evil they're just dumb they probably went to some of those one of those dumb medical universities again with this tyranny of accreditation i've always said and clearly practiced at one point in my life that we don't need accreditation we have we need accreditation freedom that's what we need yeah, yeah freedom from legitimacy that's what we need in this country that's you know freedom like from yes 
from Not freedom to no, from freedom from years of study. Yeah. <laughs> freedom from working in a hospital. Freedom from grades. Yeah. So many freedoms we, we don't really have them. that we I really agree. need in this country, and I think we deserve. I think I couldn't agree more. But you know, you know, this might sound, you know, the whole business about canceling surgery and radiation and chemo and all the rest. You know, Clark isn't totally negligent. Mm. She claims that after five days, your cancer's gone. But she recognizes that curing cancer is one thing, while maintaining a non-cancerous lifestyle, totally different. And it's going to require a lot more work than just, you know, having a spice cake now and then. Right, yeah. It turns out that the road to true cancer freedom is paved with all the fillings, crowns, and bridges you'll need to pull out of your mouth, which are fucking up your whole immune system. <laughs> That's the first step. Dude, where is William Donald Kelly DDS when you need him? Am I right? Eh? Oh, he's dead, right? Yeah, yeah, he's gone. He was, but yeah, he was, He's the great dentist. Yeah, he must be spinning in his grave. He's like, man, <laughs> I'm a dentist. I could have been doing the whole two things. Yeah. I've got training for that. Maybe that's why he didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He knew like, like oh, ugh. they'll think it's legitimate. Yeah. And then they won't give me disgusting. their cash. Yep, yep. Totally true. All right, so you got to get rid of all your teeth. Step yep, one. No you problem. also need to stick with an herbal blend regimen forever. Oh. Along with a high <laughs> dose treatment every six months or so. God, forever. Like, Jesus, like your relatives has to keep digging you up and shove herbs in your skeleton mouth like yeah over. forever it never stops yeah. for all eternity even after your second third even and fourth death good when you're you know you've been bodily resurrected in right. the afterlife good. still take it. those herbs <laughs> gotta still take them plus you also need to treat your family friends and pets of course <laughs> because of course. you know your cat or dog is just chock full of flukes oh, and yeah. you don't want that anywhere near you <laughs> Didn't he say, wouldn't we already establish that the flukes are only in humans? Like, what's going on here? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's a human intestinal fluke, so why do these dogs and cats got them? Huh. So you must think dogs are humans. That's what's happening. Oh, She thinks all other animals are human. (laughs) It's not that she thinks humans are crayfish. Right. It's that she thinks crayfish are human. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) Like, yeah, everybody, everything's a human. Oh, my God. So weird. This human's a human. Yeah, I got my pet human Dog is a human. Get off my lap, human. This lamp is a human. (laughs) It's just humans everywhere. You got a lot to do now. You Mm -hmm. pull out all your teeth. You got to get rid of your cat's parasites. That's right. You got to pull together an herbal maintenance plan. How are you going to do all this? What are you going to do? Luckily, Clark herself at the at Century Nutrition Clinic located in, uh, you know, you know where it is. And if you don't listen to this podcast every minute of your life, it's in, it's in Tijuana, Mexico. It's like, seriously, at this point, like one out of every two people that live in Tijuana, Mexico has to be a quack cancer con man, right? I mean, it's just like everybody lives there. Seems like one out of every two expats in Tijuana <laughs> has false beliefs about cancer and is trying to push them on you. That's God. kind of it must be. I mean, I want to know how much competition there is. Mm-hmm. They talk about that with welfare programs and like how there's a race to the bottom. Right. If one yeah. state if one state has really good like benefits for the homeless, for example, then all the homeless people move there. Move there. They're right. like, oh, we don't want homeless people. So we're going to lower them. Yeah. And then homeless people keep moving back and forth and every, all the benefits get lowered. Right. I wonder if the same thing happens with like alternative <laughs> medicine in Tijuana. Seriously. Where it's just a race to the bottom of legitimacy <laughs> and reasonableness. <laughs> where, like, you know what's, you know what's causing your cancer? It's, um, it's, uh, it's jazz. Um, it's, um, it's nylon. Uh, what? It's, um, it's me. I'm doing yeah, it. I'm, yep, yep. If you give me $100,000, I'll never see you again. <laughs> it's your money. Get rid of your money. It's causing the cancer. Your, oh, Dear God. Not, why? <laughs> why hasn't that been? I know. That's it. 
that's, that's the, the ultimate that's the cancer perfect. scam. Yep, there it is. It's your money your is money. giving your kids. <laughs> There's a parasite in the dollar bills. <laughs> especially the $100 bills. Oh, especially that. Those are really full infested. of parasites. Yep. So what are you going to get at Century Nutrition? A two-week treatment, mm-hmm. uh, and it only costs $4,500 oh, for two okay. weeks. Plus a 10% tax, oh. uh, tax. Um, but that doesn't cover everything. You know, there's a few, there's always, you know, add-ons right. and things like that. So you got to cover some other things. So motel room, it would set you back about 210 a week. Okay. Uh, meals, it's about 250 a week. Blood tests, 70 bucks. Diagnostic imaging, 40 to 400. Dental x-rays, 206. Individually tailored supplements, 400 to 1500 a month. Equipment, 350. Teeth extraction, 800 each. <laughs> Dude, at first I thought that they were saying teeth extension. I saw this. I'll like, make them bigger. Yeah, I was like, please make these. Te-. It's like, see people buying this for 80 bucks. Like, yeah, I can see some you know, people with those little creepy nubs of teeth. Like, oh, I'll take oh, this. Oh, yeah, where it's like all gum. Yeah, it's just like, oh, you may need some teeth extension. But speaking of teeth extraction. Yes. Um, some people get full dental extraction. Jesus. Like the full deal. Let's take and it that's off. the whole total package yeah. is 450 Wow. So... A two-week stay will cost you a grand total of around $7,000. Oh, man. And the last year the clinic was open, spoiler alert, was 2001. (laughs) And so in 2018, that would be about $10,000 or a quarter of a Tesla. And that's just the first two weeks, by the way. Because you got to keep buying the herbs. You got to keep buying all the other goofy stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, But that's two weeks. That's 10,000 bucks. That's fucking insane. It just is. That's a lot of money. Yeah. You could just go to the Caribbean and get bitten by scorpions. (laughs) Right. Come on. Well, now we're going to see what else you need. You need some devices. It's not just, you know, taking out all of your teeth. There's more. Um, So to graduate to the next level of quackology, you really must use and promote useless medical devices. Clark did just that. So it was only useless as a medical device. True. I want to be clear. That's true. It was very useful at burning the (laughs) shit out of your patients, which we're going to see soon enough. It had its uses. Yeah, that's true. So she was the brilliant inventor of the synchrometer, which could identify the toxic substances and organs inflicted with the disease. The device would make various sounds when test subjects were placed on a plate. So I just assume they made those cartoon noises like or those are the sounds of legitimate medical science. Yeah, yeah, that's when you know it's like, oh, is there some like this is stay quiet, this is an emergency, you know, they're doing operations. Also, guys, don't be savage when testing your toxic test substances. Make sure to use a plate. I mean, it's just it's just simple etiquette. It's just a little vice here. Maybe only use maybe, maybe use like an ornate doily under the plate. It looks nicer, you know, if you're going to be testing. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah, why not? Give it a I mean, charm. you know, you can't just use your hand. Oh yeah, it's just gross. That is disgusting. Also, when it came to when it came to the sounds, I imagined ah, <laughs> like you know, like those old timey yeah, like car horns. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm going with. So, in reality, the synchrometer is really just a galvometer, which measures skin resistance to a low-voltage current, which passes from the galvometer through the probe that connects to the patient's hand. So, I don't need to go into this anymore. We are all very, very familiar with galvometers, obviously, here. So, we'll just yeah, move through that. Yeah, we're all very electrically sophisticated <laughs> listeners. Yep. Also, this sounds like an e-meter, yeah, basically. Yeah, like yeah. I wonder if that's going to come into play at some point. Huh. We'll have to see... <laughs> So Clark's Zapper is a low... This is another device. Clark's, not a good name. Yeah, no, not maybe, a good yeah, name. Not good. So Clark's Zapper is a low-voltage device that she claims kills bacteria, viruses, parasites with this electrical energy, but while doing so, does not actually harm any human tissue. We'll see later that this claim is... um. How do you... What's the What's the word? Um, Unsubstantiated. Ah. That's the word <laughs> I was reaching for, yeah. Yep. 
So Clark stated that all living organisms broadcast a characteristic range of radio frequencies. This device, she says, gives counter frequencies which kill unwanted dangerous organisms. So I mean, I would totally tune into a radio show by Parasites. On tonight's Host to Host, we discuss ancient ringworms. Did they really exist? We will also have on a guest who is a flatwormer. So <laughs> I want to do the Coast to Coast theme song, but I can't do that. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> I read this before I and it. I thought it was really great, <laughs> but it wasn't until right now that I recognized the Coast to Coast yes, joke. Yes, it's like a joke with, yep. It's got layers. Host to host AM. What, which parasite do you think would be, would uh, be the best, would have the best radio program? I'm thinking the tapeworm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to perform on an empty stomach, and a tapeworm <laughs> never has that problem. So, of course, neither of these devices have any actual therapeutic or diagnostic value. So, Yeah, no value diagnosing patients. Yes. However, users of these devices are really easily diagnosed as no good charlatans. <laughs> so you can diagnose That's that That's in an instant. The Self-Health Resource Center, which was administered by Clark's son, Jeff, sells the, these worthless devices, herbal products, as well as Clark's books. Many other websites hawk this shit too. So the Self-Health Resource Center has a, quote, testing division, which offered synchrometer classes twice a week, scheduled as needed, for only $175. God, this shit could have been a Scientology thing. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, I mentioned that earlier. I mean, this is the exact model. Like, oh, you know, you need to pay this money to learn how to use an e-meter. It's the exact <laughs> same shit. It is. It is. It is, yeah. Clark's son, Jeff, issued certificates for zapper devices which are within specifications found in dr clark's books if you are shopping around for useless medical devices you can find these for a price range from ten dollars for a simple model if you just want to barely cure your cancer to two hundred dollars to devices that will also make coleodal silver silver mm. <laughs> oh how nice it's nice this little add-on and for five hundred dollars you can get a device that will also make you dinner so that's nice. Oh, I, I call this device a micro Ooh. wave. Oh. It works by sending pulsating rhythms of electrons through your mac and cheese, mm. which afterwards okay. also kills your liver flukes. Oh, okay. Well, that's, so, that's a benefit. Liver fluke free mac and cheese. Yum. That's what we're all about here at the <laughs> micro wave company. Oh. Dr. Clark Research Association, founded by David P. Amrin in 1998, advocated for Clark's quackery. Amrin was a Scientologist. There it is. Fucking, I knew it. Yeah. I knew who that <laughs> shit was in here. <laughs> who described himself as a freelance consultant in taxes and finance. There you go. Freelance. Yep. He was real He's freelance. <laughs> I think consultant is a word. I think you, I think everybody is a consultant. Yeah. I, I just like, it's such. Yeah. Just like, all, what do everyone's you do? consulting. Yeah. I, I consult. I like, consult. yeah. You and every other human being who's ever lived. <laughs> yeah. So c cancer quackery with a dash of Scientology finally. I love it. I was waiting uh, for together this, this at marriage. Last. Yes. They're together at last. So the membership membership in this association in 1999 cost $40 per year, which included a subscription to the Dr. Clark Research Association Bulletin. According to the November 1999 issue, the bulletin had a circulation of 1,500 readers. Yes, 1,500 readers, but unfortunately, zero skeptics. Although I'm not too positive they were all reading it. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. 1,500 potential readers. Yes. So Anreen also sold products of the same type Clark recommends. So in November 1999, an Australian company called Raylight Party LTD 
was, I don't know, was stopped by, from advertising by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission. It was advertising that its parasite zapper passed an electric current through a person's bloodstream, which is successful in combating the AIDS virus, hepatitis, herpes, parasites, obesity, and other serious conditions. Uh, they were forced to provide refunds to all their customers who they misled. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. You lost me at zapping the electrical current through my bloodstream to cure my obesity. I mean, the sad thing is, is, like, if if I could shock myself into losing weight, yeah, I would probably do it. You know, it's, yeah, they could have got me. This is the this is the quackery I'm going to be susceptible to. (laughs) So on Quackwatch, they have a picture of the device we're discussing right now. So a couple was scammed by this worthless device. Yeah, purchased for thirty thousand dollars in a desperate act to cure their child after Clark promised to determine the true cause of disease and clear this up completely. Um, the whole package purchase included a videotape, a book, two zappers, two synchrometers, five boxes of microscope slides, and 24 vials. Though I refer to those as bowls. Aha, a little tip for that to the Revelation episode. Oh, yeah, episode. like our Revelation uh, episodes. Yeah. yeah. Really 24 vials, which Clark incorrectly stated would treat various parts of this child's body. So, this large box is a Radio Shack kit used to make homemade synchrometer. Man, they paid 30000 bucks and they had to assemble it at home? I know. <laughs> like Ikea furniture? I know. Dude, it's like how 90s, too. Like, nowadays I get my homemade synchrometer from Amazon Prime. It's free express shipping. It's there, you know, it's there in like a day or two. Uh, but seriously, this this box is, uh, it says science, I'm looking at it, it says science fair exploring electronics on it. It's like ordering your cancer cure and getting a mousetrap in the mail. Okay, you'll like that. What the fuck? I guess I'll put this tiny red bathtub or a little yellow bucket over my tumor, swallow this small metal ball and see if that works. Okay, and... You know, this this gave me some good nostalgia. I yeah, was wondering, cause I did mousetrap. anyone ever play the game Mousetrap? I just like set it up. Yes, I never played the and, game. And then like knocked it over. Right. Yeah. It's not a game, it was just setting it up. It's kind of like Domino Rally. I think it's supposed to be a game, you know, yeah. but you just set I mean, it up it's a board game, but yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. Like that's... And it was like maddening to try and get everything perfect. It's like, God damn it. Like you try and set up the little cage and it would fall. So anyway, uh, most of the other items shown in the picture were purchased from the self-help resource center. The white box in the picture is labeled Zap Pulse Generator. For research only, not approved for use on humans. <laughs> so maybe it's just like a bug zapper. I think only so it's only approved for bugs. So I'm speaking your language. No, 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 uh, no. <laughs> you gotta use chemicals no! to kill the bugs. That's true. You know. Yep. But one thing is, you know, I've been reading this and I've been, you know, talking to this with my boss, and now we're offering a service where we this? spray you in. Um, yeah. So, um, in in my job, uh, we offer we'll spray you in the face <laughs> with our bug spray. <laughs> Um, to kill all your liver flukes. Um, your face perfect. might melt off in the process, but I mean, you got to do what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, that's so true. Um, serious note, um, we also, we have a a garlic product. Mm-hmm. It's just garlic juice. It's like an all natural bug repellent. Huh. Um, and I talk all the time about cooking fajitas and just using it to like flavor. <laughs> just blasting your pan with that. Yeah, blast a bunch of fajitas. <laughs> That's delicious. Great. Yeah. In 2004, according to the New New England Journal of Medicine, a 52-year-old man with a cardiac pacemaker experienced dizziness and almost fainted when using the zapper. So this man's doctor said the worthless zapper caused this man's pacemaker to malfunction and disrupt the patient's heart rhythm. But in all fairness, the device was sold with a warning about pacemakers. So, you know, he didn't read yeah. it. Yeah. So if you have Fucking a pacemaker, moron. I know, right? Read it, dude. Come on. 
Uh, if you're going to zap yourself, please read first. So if you have a pacemaker, sorry you don't get to have your cancer cured. Bye. So, you know, you just have to enjoy the bulletin and some herbs. This case doesn't make sense to me. You know, why bother trying to cure your cancer? You know, if you're just going to let the medical establishment <laughs> turn you into some inhuman <laughs> cyborg with a pacemaker. Yeah, like, just settle down. Like, you obviously yeah. don't really care about your health. Yeah. So this whole case is shady. I agree with that. Yep. It is shitty. All right, so, you know, Clark, she's selling these devices. Mm-hmm. People are getting burned. People's pacemakers are teeth turning are off. Out. Yeah, taking their teeth out. Teeth are coming out. <laughs> she gets in trouble with the law. Yep. It's going to happen inevitably. And in 1999, Clark was finally arrested in San Diego on the basis of a fugitive, fugitive warrant from Indiana. Mm. So the warrant was from Indiana in 1993. Mm. Uh, so what happened was is that a former patient of, a, of Clark's in Indiana complained to the Indiana Attorney General. I don't think I've ever said the word Indiana more times <laughs> in like two sentences. Indiana, yeah, Indiana, Indiana. Sounds Indiana. horrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Hashtag Mike Pence. Um, <laughs> a health department official and a deputy attorney general decided to go undercover and visit Clark's clinic. So I smell a sequel out Fox yeah. 2 running out the Clark. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, I would love someone to make these posters. I would love, I would have those posters in my, in my house. Run out the Clark. You know, when they went undercover, they assumed, you know, they were perfectly healthy and that this was just a ruse. But Clark told them that they actually had AIDS oh. and that uh, she was going to send uh, for a blood test for them. But I would have thought the AIDS diagnosis happens after the blood test. <laughs> um, but I think that's just, I got a brain fluke, you know, that's just the brain fluke talking. <laughs> I don't Dylan, know. You're, I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not, you're also not a zoologist here, so you can always uh, diagnose diseases in crayfish uh, before, you know, you do it first, and then you send off for the crayfish blood uh, test. You know, you're right, yeah. you're you right. Know. When you're right, you're right, yep. and I'm wrong. So somehow, it wasn't clear, but somehow Clark found out from the lab that she mm-hmm. sent for the blood test, like maybe she saw the real names of these two guys or something, but she figured out that this was a ruse, yeah. these were undercover law enforcement people, and she skipped town. She fled Indiana a few days later. And so that was 1993. So six years later, 1999, she's arrested in San Diego and sent back to Indiana for trial. Um, and she was convicted and never harmed another living soul. Um, no, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> Actually, in April of 2000, the Indiana judge dismissed the case because too much time had passed between the 1993 filing and the 1999 arrest, which just like, what? <laughs> All I have to do to avoid jail time is to flee the state I committed the crime in. You know, so if she was hang- if she was just hanging around Indiana and they filed in 1993 yeah. and they knew where she was, I would kind of get it. Right. You know, it would be still sense. annoying, but I would get right. it. But she was a fucking she was a fugitive. Like he was evading justice. So I guess in Indiana, you know, fugitive lives matter. <laughs> The victims don't, just the fugitives. So, you know, murder, arson, rape, burglary. You just skip town for a few years and going to trial magically becomes unconstitutional. So commit all your crimes in Indiana. That's really, that's really what this taught me. Yeah. I mean, I always advocate for criming locally and organically. Yeah, locally and organic crime. Um, I only cause fires with naturally occurring (laughs) uh, flammable materials. You know, your woods. You know, so I'm just, you know, you've got like the flint. From yeah, I've got the flint. Yeah. And ch- exactly. Ch- ch- that's how I classify it. <laughs> but Clark's late 90s legal troubles don't end here. A month after the 1999 arrest, she was sued by Esther and Jose Figuero of New York City. So Esther was diagnosed with breast cancer and sought treatment from Clark in September of 1998. Clark had a lot of interesting ideas to relay to Miss Figuero. First, uh, she said she got breast cancer from dust. 
Uh, and this, like, I read this, I was like, this wow. is the most sexist, like, 1950s <laughs> oncological claim of all time. Like, yeah, well, sorry, Mrs. Figuera, but if you were a better housewife, you wouldn't be so sick, now would you? My favorite type of sexism is sexism against your own sex. That is the top, top of sexism. Top shelf sexism. Top shelf. Yeah. Beautiful. Dude. Clark also told uh, Figuero that she couldn't go home to clean the dust because her blood type would cause her to develop leukemia. More like flukemia, am I right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey! Yeah! Woo, woo, woo! <laughs> um, she also had asbestos, lead, and, quote, a lot of copper in her system. <laughs> Jesus. You know, I'm sorry, Mrs. Figuero. It appears you have uh, such and such CCs of copper in your, what do you call it? Science. Yeah, that's Science. the scientific method in your what do you call it. It is. The synchrometer, she also told her that the synchrometer detected a rabbit fluke in her breast. <laughs> what is the image of Jessica Rabbit from Roger Rabbit? <laughs> oh, I don't Storm. know. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was a cartoon. Mrs. Figuero <laughs> also apparently had E. coli, asbestos, and salmonella from improper food sterilization. Which, yeah, of course, you know, you always have to sterilize all the cotton candy you find in the attic before you eat it, duh. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck me. Oh, yeah. Man, you better sterilize it now. Purge, purge. After this podcast, probably. And also, you know, of course, Mrs. Figuero, she had to remove plenty of evil teeth and get some fillings removed as well. Cavity, cancer, they both start with C, so you know. Alliteration, that's how we cure. That's how, that's the guide to cures. That's how cancer's cured. So that's Clark's diagnosis. So, you know, what happened next? So all of Esther's front and molar teeth were removed. Oh, God. Dude, can you imagine what she'd look... This is sad, but can you imagine what she'd look like if she was applying cancema to her nose, too? Oh, God. No teeth, no nose. Well, you can't secure, but you look like Skeletor. That's fucked up. Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, that's... You know? You know, sometimes that's the price we pay to be just as sick as we were before. And way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Without a face. (laughs) It's similar to my, you know, uh, pesticide cancer cure. You won't have a face after that, either. (laughs) She also prescribed Mrs. Figuero 30 dietary and herbal supplements over the course of 12 weeks. Also, that zapper device that Brent was talking about, somehow it badly burned Esther's chest. You know, I would think the zapper, something called the zapper, would be kinder, kinder, gentler electric shock. It's all about the settings, I think, on the zapper. I mean, if you go between one and four, you get kind of a mild zap, which cures just like a fourth of your cancer. And you can scale up from there. So it's just the settings. Yeah, yeah, you can do it a quarter, you know, four times. Yeah, you got to read the instructions. During Mrs. Figueroa's three months of treatment, her tumor grew from one and a half centimeters to four centimeters. Though, you know, if Esther would have been using the Zeltron therapy, she would have known that actually this means our tumor is shrinking, not getting larger. Yeah, that's the trick. Yeah. It looks the same. Eh? Straight lie. It's not. (laughs) Just lie. (laughs) Now, Miss Figueroa was told that she was getting better Mm -hmm. and that tests for cancer markers are negative and that the pain she was experiencing did not reflect persistence of her cancer. In case you were wondering, all these claims were false. So it looked like the Figueroa's had a pretty good case. Clark was a total douchebag, and they got proof that she was being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they decided to end the suit in 2001 because it would be too hard on Esther. She just it wouldn't she wouldn't be able to kind of take the emotional toll that such a trial would inflict on her because you know she still has fucking cancer. <laughs> 
But the story doesn't end here. Jeffrey Clark, Holda Clark's son that we talked about earlier, the operator of the Self-Health Resource Center, and a real piece of shit, decided to sue the Figueroa's attorney, Christopher Grell, for malicious prosecution and abuse of process. Aha! Happy Mother's Day! For you, Mom, this year, I'm not getting you flowers. No, instead, I'm getting to going to sue those that are suing you for offering them quack cancer cures. That's a nice gift. It's a nice gift. Yeah. That's a I'll gift. Take it. And a card, obviously. Everyone could use free yeah. legal advice. <laughs> so Grill filed a motion for dismissal, which was granted, and the Court of Appeal stated, The evidence amply supports a reasonable belief on the part of these defendants, Grell and Associates, that the plaintiff, the Self-Health Resource Center, was part of a network of persons and entities who acted recklessly at best, luring Miss Figueroa into a bizarre, grotesque, and extremely expensive regimen of alternative cancer treatments, which has no effect other than to exhaust the Figueroa's life savings and divert Mrs. Figueroa from conventional treatments, thereby reducing her prospects for recovery and survival. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's great. That's so great. Happy Mother's Day. So what was the response? So let's, uh, let's go into this. So what was the response to all of this? Well, in September of 1999, Jeff, Jeffrey Clark hired Tim Bolin to help after Clark was arrested. So Bolin and his wife are part of JuryMed, which is this company whose stated purpose is to assist quote, alternative health practitioners that are faced with criminal prosecution, doing the good work, regular regulatory action on various other matters which threaten their financial standings and or license to practice. So Boland describes JuryMed as a, quote, public relations and research group. Yeah, this assumes that these folks have a license to practice in the first place, though. You know, I would start by <laughs> helping point. them get one of those. Yeah. And then <laughs> when their licenses are rightfully revoked, then you help them avoid oh, that. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it really is some next level shit. You aren't a scam artist who scams poor or sick people with cancer out of their money, but you go even deeper. You actually do the groundwork of defending those con artists by running smear campaigns against those who are trying to fight for those who have been swindled by these quack masters. Yeah. Wow. That is some good stuff there. Beautiful. Beautiful. So in November of 1999, Bolin's started to distribute defamatory and false statements against those who are writing about the truth against uh, regarding Clark. So always defend the despicable. It's how you earn extra brownie points in hell. I mean, in Sunday school growing up, I remember my teachers always saying that if you like, you know, were doing a bunch of good deeds as a Christian, you'd you know be rewarded in heaven with some crowns or jewels or some shit. But honestly, I think it works for non-Christians too. If you go to if you go to hell, maybe there's some really evil acts you uh, do in life and it's really good. You get an extra ticket to ride on that dragon or something, you know? Yeah, you have to get it's enough punches on your pure evil card yeah. that we talked about yeah, in the last exactly. episode. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get more rides on the dragon, get to hang out with the beast. Ten sins, you're eleven sins free. <laughs> you get a full day with the beast. It's like, Woo! Instagram thing. It's like, hey, come hang out with me. Hashtag the beast. The beast. <laughs> Good days. So anyway, in fact, Stephen Barrett, MD, which is the author of Quack Watch, where we do a lot of our research, was attacked by Bolin. And I want to go through what exactly Bolin said about Barrett. So here's what he said. So he called him arrogant. So, I mean, he is licensed MD, so, you know, he does have the bragging rights here, I guess. I don't know. He calls him bizarre. Which, I mean, I suppose if you live in... <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to call somebody. It's like bizarre? Bizarre. Like, when I think of... What do you think of when I think of somebody who's bizarre? I think yeah. of a guy like, you know, like that vermin supreme guy. That yeah, guy's bizarre. Totally. He's wearing a boot right. on his head. Yeah. You know, just... It's yeah. not... Like, I that's bizarre. Sure. Yeah. But I, I assume he didn't look... I assume Barrett doesn't look like this. Anyway, so I assume he lives in a... Um, you know, but we don't know. I mean, he could live in a uh, pseudo-reality, as Dylan mentioned in our last podcast, where most of these quacks and quack defenders live. So then, you know, maybe he is like a legit medical doctor in 
the strange oh, world. Oh, that makes know? sense. Yeah. So yeah, he is bizarre in yeah. pseudo reality. It's pseudo reality. So another word he used is closed minded. You know how dare he cling to the test of medical science? Disgusting. He's emotionally disturbed. Well, okay. He's uh, you know disturbed by quackery <laughs> as much disturbed. as we all should be, I guess. <laughs> Seriously. I love that it's not, it's not so much that these are false. I know. Is that they're weird. These they're are bizarre funny. claims. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm emotionally disturbed. Yes. Professionally incompetent. So obviously not. I mean, he's a successful MD. He's at least got a professional doctor thing going for him, which is more than he could say for Clark Capullan. But, you know. You know, when I think of professionally incompetent, I think mm-hmm. of like Chevy Chase playing <laughs> Gerald Ford on SNL. Yeah. Like his professional job was to be incompetent. Yeah. Like, that's exactly. what I think of when I think of professional incompetence. Right. So um, intellectually dishonest and a dishonest journalist or another things. I mean, could you have just saved time by writing intellectually dishonest journalist? I mean, come on. Quit wasting our time here, Bolin. You fucking bitch. No, 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 no. He's an, he's an intellectually dishonest journalist. Oh, it's different. It's not okay. just a right. dishonest journalist. That's true. That yeah. is true. When he's reporting on whatever, he like lies to his editor about how many push-ups he can do, all sorts of weird <laughs> stuff. So I'll continue with the list here. Sleazy. This is a technical term people use in the court of law often. Yeah, sleazy. Um, yeah, it's just gross. Least. Unethical, which is projection. Uh, quack. Uh, well, Bolin just went full projection on this one. Nicely done, sir. Did you label your libel suit Quack Watch as well? Oh. Oh. Who watches this the Quacks? Watchers. <laughs> Here's a good one here. Um, a thug. I mean, we all know MDs truly live the thug life. And I just, in fact, imagine if Barrett were to lift up his, like, blue scrubs, he'd probably see a tattoo arching letters that's over his belly button that says thug life. Yeah. Just yeah. He's like, yeah. Uh, bully. Hashtag be best. Come on, Barrett. A Nazi. Boom. Saving the best for last here. He called him a Nazi. Man, a Nazi. Capital N Nazi, too. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Capital N. So a hired gun for vested interest. Um, little known fact about Stephen Barrett, MD, is uh, not just a higher gun, but the fastest higher gun in the West. So he's not cheap if you're looking to shoot up some vested interests. Um, so, you know, that's that's good. Uh, a leader of a subversive organization. Ah, hey, now this one is a, uh, hitting a little too close to home for us here at uh, None Dare Called Ordinary. Uh, we do all the research here for the subversive organization. So that's yeah. like, uh, well, it's a lot of it comes from this. So that's not good. I'd like to think of ourselves as a subversive organization. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's got, yeah, got a little, that's ring to it. And an engaged in criminal activities such as conspiracy, extortion, filing a false police report, and other unspecified unspecified acts. So obviously not true, but yeah, that's not right at all. Yeah, that's fine. So another MD by the name of Terry Polvoy, who is a Canadian pediatrician that operates several anti-quackery websites, was attacked by Bolin as well. Oh, that's good. You got to so cover your words. And yeah, he's not. He's in other words, he's just an awesome human being, probably. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he was described. He was described as quote dishonest. Okay, starting off with some softcore name calling, and we'll go through these again. Uh, close-minded, emotionally disturbed, professionally incompetent, unethical, a quack. Okay, okay. Can you just at least not copy and paste the slander? I mean, come on. We've already covered these. Quit being lazy, Bolin. All right, so what else? Uh, a frantic. Oh, my. I would have written a pedantic frantic, personally. <laughs> Just to get a little more pizzazz in your... Yeah. Uh, why not? And here it is. Uppercase, a Nazi. Oh, okay. God, I again. Mean- <laughs> another Nazi. <laughs> when you call all the people that are against your quackeries Nazis, it starts to lose its desired punch. Yeah, think, why not, you know, a commie? You know, yeah, yeah. a monarchist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fascist, <laughs> a autocrat. You know, there's so many words. Exactly. A hired gun for vested interests. 
So it's like interest wearing vests. Okay, that was bad. But I'll say it. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go with the cowboy theme here, right? Hey, Bolo, come on. <laughs> and engaged in criminal activity, such as conspiracy, stalking of females. Oh, that's okay, new. that one's a new one. Yeah, he stalks females, apparently. Okay. And other specified acts. Um, can you maybe specify them, please? Because this is some court going on here. This, <laughs> yeah, you can't just. Could you just? Ah, you know. What? Your Honor, we uh, <laughs> we charge the accused with uh, unspecified acts. <laughs> guilty, guilty, definitely. As charged. I think we've all committed as, unspecified acts. Oh yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I'm guilty of it for sure. So as well as making anti-Semitic remarks. I mean, shouldn't that just been covered under the Nazi thing? You know, after you know, you've read all these. You know, the work of this PR firm. I hope they didn't pay this guy too much. It seems like I know this is virtually the same exact attack. It's like he's just got an attack form <laughs> and there's like a couple boxes and he like, he you know, he, uh, yep. he checks off most of the boxes and then maybe right. changes them up a little bit. This seems yeah. should not be getting paid very much for these activities. <laughs> So as Dylan mentioned earlier, Bolin even attacked Esther's attorney, Christopher Grell, as someone who was professionally incompetent and had filed a false report with the FBI. It sounds like a false flag operation. Yeah, it also sounds like all the same insults. He's already, yeah. you know, thrown at all the other the two other guys. So many of these messages were republished, often with embellishment, on various websites like newsgroup postings and other emails by other Clark allies and defenders. Yeah, I found a bunch of those, actually, while researching this. And Jeffrey Clark also set up a defense fund which was to pay for the costs associated with defending clark against legal attacks what a horrible victim from big medicine just horrible she has no money because she charged nothing for her <laughs> oh wait a minute no she charged a bunch of right. money for it oh that's, <laughs> that's oh, okay great. these expenses included such things as publicists expert witness attorney fees court costs and appeals jeffrey administered this money without compensation I mean, I couldn't find the details. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't, don't see. I. I don't get why this costs money. Yeah. Because here, I. I can be the publicist for Hold the Clark. Yeah. I, Dylan Darty, claim that insert name here is professionally incompetent, a Nazi, <laughs> emotionally disturbed, may or may not have stalked females. It's all just the same stuff. It's the same stuff. <laughs> True. I couldn't find the details, but I wonder like how many of these innocent people were conned by Clark jumped at this opportunity to give him money to fight off these legal attacks. Like if this if that is like that is the case that not only uh, did Clark scam these poor sick people offering them a huge uh, punch of bullshit, um, but you also played their heartstrings to get them to defend him financially against this evil men of actual science and medicine. The so, evil okay. men of actual science. Yeah, they are just horrible people. So, OK, let's get some specifics of the report here. Um, I'm going to again write all these downs there will be a test oh there um, will be yeah there will be again a 3200 question questionnaire is coming up <laughs> So the report stated that by May 31st, 2000, $113,430 was raised for the fund with an earned interest of $667, something like that, $666, oh boy, uh, spending, <laughs> <laughs> spending around $27,900 for the legal expenses and something around like $328 for counting and copies. I'm reading off this list here. $56,408 for public relations. Uh, was it seven? $14 for Huda Clark's travels. However, sorry to disappoint our listeners, but not to, but they did not indicate um, how much the public relations payment actually was in specifics that went to the Bolins. So just pencil, just pencil in like a question mark for that one. Yeah, 
yeah, who cares? Yeah, some yeah, some cares? such money. Again, you know, you know some, some such, such money. <laughs> the information was published on the New Century Press website, which is a website Clark owned and operated and used to uh, use this website also to sell her books. I mean, I actually did go to this website. At least I think it was the website. It, there's like a publication that they're an issue of a publication that's titled The Extra Skin Cancer Prevention. And strangely enough, the cover of this issue has a woman missing her nose. I'm just kidding. It doesn't have that. Um, <laughs> just her teeth. She doesn't have a teeth. That was true. That's a very, very happy looking woman, actually. So, Oh, that's nice. She's happy. Yeah, so she's nice and happy. She's preventing skin cancer. And, yeah. you know, if she gets skin cancer, who cares? <laughs> we have the cure for all cancers. That's true. <laughs> So, good news, though. Stephen Barrett, MD, and Quackwatch site, and several others also filed a libel suit against Bolin and others who spread this false information about them. So, fi- fire with fire. I like it. Yeah, um, Stephen Barrett, you know, I actually sent him an email, and he told me that Bolin was professionally incompetent, a Nazi, emotionally disturbed, <laughs> bizarre. He said he is yeah, very bizarre. Yeah, he's using that standard, uh, yeah, he's using a standard form. Yeah, probably. I think they're all using the same <laughs> form. That's the problem. <laughs> You know, so after all the, you know, the late 90s legal trouble and all this libel nonsense, the 21st century came along and Clark is still not doing so good in the legal department. Mm-hmm. In February of 2001, Mexican authorities inspected Century Nutrition in Tijuana and ordered it shut down because you don't mess with Mexico. Yeah, mess with Texas. I mean, at least with Ted Cruz. Cruz, please vote. Please, please vote against that creature. <laughs> but this isn't a Ted Cruz podcast. So. Everyone knows he's the Zodiac. Yeah. You got to get down. You can't. Mm, I you know what his father did. Uh, oh, JFK, yeah. Didn't his JFK. father kill JFK? It's uh, pretty much fact. It's yeah, pretty much fact. fact. Ted Cruz is the yeah. Zodiac. I mean, facts don't matter anymore. But yeah, that's fact, yeah, facts right. don't matter anymore. Ted Cruz <laughs> is also an iguana. Ted Cruz <laughs> um, is actually a triangle. You know, I can yeah. I can say anything. It's I want. your truth, Dylan. It's your it's truth. my truth. It's true for me. <laughs> You know, you might like his politics, but do you really want a, tr- a you know, trilateral commission? He's a triangle. Let's start connecting the dots here, people. That's three of them. So the crucial problem with Century Nutrition was that it was never registered with the Mexican government and it operated without a license. Oh, well. So despite what these cranks may believe, not even Mexico is a haven of medical freedom. These Mexican tyrants <laughs> think only non-idiots should be running hospitals. God, what a bunch of snobs. Give me medical freedom. Yeah, that's that's what we need. Who was that? Oh, God. Who was the, the former Pennsylvania senator who ran for president? Oh, what's his name? He said oh, is it the he made like... fun of a, uh, Santorum, Rick Santorum. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's still you know, around somewhere, but he's not. And there was that quote of him saying, like he said, like, uh, Obama thinks everyone should go to college, and he called him a snob. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, what snob? <laughs> what a snob. That's He would be... He would think Mexico is just full of snobs thinking, <laughs> oh, all these college-educated people should be in charge Ew, of medicine. Jeez. Disgusting. So they did allow the clinic to reopen, but only if they practiced real medicine huh, and huh. if they paid a 160-peso fine, about $18,000. Oh, okay. Um, I wish Mexico had more faith in its doctors. Yeah. I mean, I wish everybody did. You know, uh, like the Norwegians. Like, uh, the Norwegians had faith in their doctors. They weren't going to let that Hammer guy practice his goofy stuff. Plenty of Mexican doctors, they have to pick up the slack for these losers, you know, rather than letting them stay open. Just, they can do it. I have faith in them. Hey, some, I assume, are good doctors. Yeah, some. Manny. Some. <sighs> All right, some. No, They also got in trouble with the FTC a few times. The FTC, you know, they had something against Clark and the goons who peddled her nonsense, starting with their 2001 case against Marvin and Miguelina Beckwith. Uh, They owned and operated a site called cancercure.com, so no subtlety there. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm actually sort of surprised that that domain name wasn't already taken with all these endless cancer con men out there, actually. <laughs> yeah, they were the only like, like let's get to the source, yeah, cancer cure. Yeah, all cancers. Yeah, we'll that's cured. what we're offering. Yeah. So these idiots sold a lot of the products and devices we've already talked about. You know, they they sold the zappers. Obviously. They sold uh, the tinctures modeled on Clark's brilliant ideas. <laughs> you know, they had a black walnut, clover, and wormwood tinctures. <laughs> And to think, you know, when I read this, they could have just opened a bar called Wormwood <laughs> Walnut and Clover yeah. and made a legitimate mint. Yeah, I love, yum, yum, yeah. Yeah, people good. love mixology and all that goofy <laughs> stuff. So the Bickwits claim that these devices and potions, I'm going to use Brent's word potion, um, they cured cancer, Alzheimer's, AIDS, and diabetes, making surgery and chemo unnecessary. Of course. So the FTC, they got three doctors of their own to break all the shit down. And so I, I just want to offer some choice quotes from these three doctors. Nice. First, we have Aaron Primack, MD. Clark's books do not provide competent and reliable evidence for any of this shit. Um, <laughs> the, the any of, of this quote. shit, that is a paraphrase. <laughs> I, I, I will, for editorial honesty here, I don't want to be an intellectually dishonest journalist here. <laughs> Then we have Peter W. Pappas, Ph.D. Clark's case histories represent an egregious example of a highly biased experimental protocol, and her theories are based on bad science. She clearly does not have a basic understanding of the most fundamental parasitological principles. Not good. Not good. And then we have Joseph Pizzorno, an N.D., Remember, that's the uh, naturopath doctorate. And he says, no research is presented demonstrating that the zapper has any physiological effects, let alone ability to kill parasites or cure cancer. The claim that mild electrical shocks to the skin can eliminate intestinal parasites is, frankly, preposterous. So even the naturopath knows this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen, guys, never zap. Always enema if you want to cure cancer. Yeah, he knows yeah, the enema. You get your shark fin. Right. Get you, the, get your, get your you, know, you get your mistletoe. You get your mistletoe. Exactly. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> so their case was settled in December of 2001, with the Beckwiths agreeing to knock it off with the whole Unsubstantiated Claims Act. Good, yeah, rule law. Good. Uh, yeah, I love it when we live where a society of laws. It's a good thing. Um, but the FTC wasn't done. In January of 2003, the FTC went after doc the Dr. Clark Association, um, and uh, let me prepare for this I one. I can't wait to, yeah, I can't wait to hear you pronounce it. Behandlungsentrum, G-N-D-H. Nice. <laughs> that was perfect. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to assume it's perfect, too. <laughs> It's at least, I think I could pretend, yeah. I think I could uh, con someone into thinking I pronounced that perfectly. Um, that's a Swiss company. And David Amreen, the director of both. So what was the FTC's problem? Well, it's the fact that these quacks made false claims about the effectiveness of super zappers, synchrometers, and Clark's 21-day program for advanced cancers. Was there like a week-long program for mild cancer? Yeah, I think so. That's, that's about a week. It's a mini cancer cure. Five yeah. to seven days. That's all you need. Okay. The case was settled in November of 2004 when these idiots agreed to stop making the following claims. Namely that, well, the super zapper uh, could cure cancer, the synchrometer could figure out if you had cancer, and, you know, eating a bunch of spice cake was going to cure your cancer. <laughs> Amazingly, none of that is true, and oh. the FTC wanted them to stop saying it. <laughs> Again, we just, we live in a tyranny. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, people are making lots of claims about tyranny lately, but I think they're missing the crucial bit. You can't make false claims about zappers. Yeah. I think that's the real problem. So, what happened to Clark? Well, she died of cancer in 2009. Good. Yep. So despite the horrors of each of these quack artists and their poor victims who are swindled out of their hard-earned money and offered treatment that doesn't help at all or often prevents them from getting actual medical treatment that works, they do end sometimes with a happy ending. The quack artist dies. Yeah, so Holda Clark died in September 3rd, 2009 of complications of multiple melanoma. 
Yay. So yeah, it turns out that Clark said she had the cure for all cancers, but it yep. turns out that the cancer is the cure for all Clarks. Oh, so yeah. she just she should have just flipped that around, and she would have <laughs> you know said something true. There you go. So melanoma is a form of lymphoma where plasma cells become overabundant in the patient's bone marrow. So I guess uh, I guess you could say they've got a bone fluke, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like to play that bone fluke? <laughs> Get it? Get it? Yes. Yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> So with the increase, this is uh, more about what melanoma is. With the increase of volume of the bone marrow, they destroy the surrounding bone. This releases large volumes of calcium into the bloodstream. This also suppresses the formation of other valuable blood cells, which causes severe anemia. And diagnosing melanoma is easy through x-rays because the affected bones have visible holes in them. Melanoma is fatal when it produces anemia and hypercalcemia, decreases resistance to infection, and or multiple other problems. So there is no cure currently available, though most people can benefit from treatment. But it's not worth a science fair, uh, it's not a worthless science fair device or an herb-based treatment. So, you know, who really knows what big medicine is doing to you? Come on, guys. God, who knows? Legit here. Uh, Recently, drugs have been developed to significantly increase a patient survival time burdened with melanoma. So I, in all, I, you know, I made that bone fluke joke, and you yeah. know, it was childish. But in all seriousness, <laughs> you didn't mention a bone fluke once in your explanation about I know this cancer. So I'm a little concerned. I don't think we have the full story. Here. That's right. Yeah. So Clark supporters claim that Clark died due to complications from a spinal cord injury. However, a few weeks later, the Dr. Clark Information Center website. Uh, stated that she had multiple melanoma. Hey, so I'm like, honestly, I like it. That's good. Some honesty, finally. But you know, and all you know, I would have accepted a spinal cord injury as an ex- explanation for her entire career. <laughs> I mean, that you know, that would make yeah, sense. That would have been fine. Yeah, yeah, I can understand exactly. that. <laughs> so the site states that Clark's symptoms begin or began with arm pain due to deterioration of neck vertebra, but she was quote unable to use her synchrometer techniques to investigate because her hands and arms did not work well enough um hello did she not have a fellow scam artist buddy around help a sister out here zap me yeah no no only i am qualified <laughs> i must do it myself <laughs> uh, for a second i thought it was listed with a german germaniac there but anyway. uh, nine, um, no nine nine <laughs> you was a nazi <laughs> lowercase so the blood tests showed that clark was anemic and she quote saw that she had reduced kidney function and but her but her health deterioration was a mystery Come on, you can zap your way out of this. Just keep zapping. So after living with severe hip pain for several months, she underwent hip replacement surgery, but continued to have pain for more than six months before finding medication that could control the pain. So the problem is that she succumbed to the tyranny of conventional medical establishment here. Surgery, pain medication. Seriously, what a sellout. Yeah, especially because I thought um, pain was supposed to be an indication that yeah. the Clark regimen was working. Right. It's, it's almost as if she was completely full of shit. Almost. Almost. Oh, yeah, nice. let's let's calm down with the accusations. <laughs> so later she was scheduled for neck surgery, uh, but uh, reoperative blood tests found that hypercalcemia and further evaluation led to the diagnosis of mul- multiple melanoma. I guess multiple myeloma is a real pain in the neck. <laughs> oh, it must also be the uh, cancer that Great Neck New York got. Yes, I was thinking of that when I was looking at this. Oh, Great Neck. Um, so the website makes further comments that Clark suffered more than she should have because she wanted to solve her problems herself, even in the face of her severe physical limitations. What a brave quackery warrior till the end. Yeah, till the end. But you know, she had no problem with others not solving their cancer problems. Right. That's you know, by themselves point. for a fee. <laughs> Especially. Maybe that, I think that was the <laughs> yeah, real issue. I think so, yeah. You know, I can't charge it. I can't charge myself. 
Like, so, you know, right. she had to do it herself. You know, it's <laughs> very complicated, very bizarre. So the psych goes on to say, perhaps if she had known what to look for earlier, she could have better helped herself. But it was too late. In her last few months, Dr. Clarks was physically unable to function well. Uh, but see, Clark's problem was she didn't fully commit to her treatment. See, sure, she had tried to use the synchrometer, but couldn't because apparently she was out of friends around her after scamming them all. But did she try watching the VHS tapes? Or what about the book included in the package? What about the 24 vials? Did she do these? Did she down these? I don't know. Oh my god, I almost forgot about the five boxes of microscope slides, though. You know, did she look at these? You have to always look at each of these slides while being zapped with the two zappers. Come on, lady, practice what you preach. Then you would have your disease. Cured. She just wasn't committed to the it's cure. The combination. You know, it's a real shame. She really <laughs> just didn't believe in it. I know. So basically, Clark likely died sooner than she had to because she didn't seek medical treatment for her melanoma. So she quacked herself. The end. So, you know, I, I don't know. Personally, I just want to say in conclusion, fuck cancer. Literally, it can go fuck itself. I hope we eradicate it from this planet, you know, forever, someday. But uh, also, fuck these assholes that pounce on the vulnerable and peddle quackery when there is competent, medically trained health professionals that can offer you actual solutions and treatments for your disease. And they are available here, in every here. country. Here, here. Every country. Are, even Mexico. Even Mexico and the Caribbean. That's right. Yes. There are professional medical professionals. Professional medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Who want to help you? And, you know, as, you know, we can look at, you know, my sister-in-law, you know, she's doing great because of, you know, she did the trifecta, the surgery, the radiation, the chemo. It can help you and it can cure people. And with that, we're finally done. done. We're done with cancer. Yeah. Lordy B. So much cancer. (laughs) So much cancer fakery. So what, you know. Reflecting back, Brett, what have you learned? What have you learned? Oh, God. Going through all the the fins and the teeth, removing your face, missing noses, Christmas bushes, and the Hanukkah water. And dear God, I mean, there's a lot. Missed anything? mm, There's a lot there. Trying to think. So we've got the clover, lots of clover. Yeah. um, The blood root. Crimson and clover. That's right. Um, the Kinsema stuff. We've got the magnets. Magnets oh, yeah. um, are part How of do it. They work. Yeah, the magnets. All meat vegetarian diets. Mm-hmm. Looking at her hair. Remember, don't forget to look at the you woman's hair. Gotta look at the always. hair. You gotta fill out the questionnaire. <laughs> Get the computer Blend to tell you. Blend the Zohar. The Blend yeah. the Zohar. That's right. There is a lot of different <laughs> ideas about how to cure cancer. Good times. A lot really of different and equally false ideas <laughs> about how to cure cancer. It's quite amazing. It's quite yeah. breathtaking. It is. The scope of it all. What about you? Did you learn did, anything? Did I learn anything? Um, I learned that there are a lot of useless assholes in this world <laughs> yeah. who, you know, it's if they were in that movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Right. And, you know, they said, you know, I want to see what my life is, you know, if I had never been born. Um, it would be better. It The world <laughs> would be better if these people never was, existed. Yes. So true. So true. Yeah. But then they would probably be spiteful and want to come back later. <laughs> Like there was that one, I don't know if you've seen it. There was a um, there was a Married with Children spoof of It's a Wonderful Life. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. Where Sam Kinison was actually the angel. Oh. <laughs> um, and he shows Al Bundy like what his life would be like the, what the life of his like family and friends would be like if he was never born and it was great. <laughs> you know, like uh, his wife's doing great and so the angel's like, "Man, I failed." You know, but then Al's like, "No, I want to live out of spite." Right. Cuz I want these assholes to have a terrible life. <laughs> And that's what I think if all these cancer quacks, I think they would be more Al Bundy's yep. than your uh, George Bailey's, so if true. I had to make a guess. Yep. 
Well, that's that all it? we got. Um, next week, we'll have something totally different. Yeah. We got the religion covered. We've got medicine covered. And next week, we're going to do, we're going to get a little political. Oh, oh yeah. We're going to keep it a surprise. for. And, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, yep. we have an Instagram account at none dare call it ordinary. You can also send us an email if we've said any false or said anything true. Um, and that would be none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com. And with that, we will end. Yeah.